This teaching is brought to you by Christian Family Church International. All right, good afternoon, family, friends. Um, I want to thank uh, Apostle Theo and Pastor Bev, Dr. Bev, for this opportunity to be here today. And um, before I start off, I just want to say something, um, Pastor Davi. I have to thank my wife because I was that mechanic. All right, thank you, Lord. Amen. So, guys, if you're a mechanic, you can, you can stand up here. All right. Okay, what I want to talk about, and as our time is a bit limited, I want to talk about what this theme is for this year, taking back. Taking back everything the devil has stolen. And as far as I am concerned, war has been declared. We have declared war on the devil, Satan. He has run around. He's taken stuff from us. I want to take back. And I believe we're going to take back by force. Everything the devil has stolen from us, we have to take it back. And we need to stand up and be men and ladies in Christ. We are tired, sorry, I'm tired, of being kicked by the devil, of being the down. We, we are not little wimps. We are children of God. My father is in heaven. He's God. He created everything for me. And the devil's taken it and stolen it from us. Family, it's time we got up and started fighting. War has been declared. To take back means to reclaim or repossess something that you own that has been taken from you illegally or wrongfully. That's what taking back is. Something is being used without your permission. Everything is being taken by the devil. He's destroying families, he's destroying lives, he's destroying businesses, he's destroying churches. Ephesians 6 verse 12 in the New King James tells us, For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, which is physical opponents, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly supernatural places. Family, you cannot fight that battle with normal weapons. We need the Holy Spirit. We need the power of Almighty God, which He's given to us to use. And we are sitting back waiting, waiting for him to do things. I believe he's sitting waiting for you and I to get up and start doing stuff. Satan's not only stolen our land and family, friends, finances, and our peace and our joy. He's robbed us of everything. He's stolen our inheritance, our future for our children, families. He's robbed the churches. I don't know about up here, but in KZN, we've had a lot of churches where they've actually murdered some pastors in the church, come in during the services. And back, back home, I sometimes preach with a nine-mill strapped to my side. Because I'm not taking the devil's nonsense. I'm past that. I believe God taught me how to use a firearm. And I will protect. Praise me, Lord, forgive me, Jesus. Jesus came to this earth and he died for you and I. He went through a horrible beating and a horrible death. He was nailed to a cross. He gave up his life for us. He went to hell in our place. Why? So that he could return authority to the church. And if we have the authority, we have to govern it. And how are we governing it? 
When things go wrong, what do we do? I've heard, I don't know about pastors, but I've heard Christians who have many years standing. God, how can you allow this? Where are you, God? If you can say, where are you, God? You don't know God, because he said he's with us all the time. <laughs> but this is what's happening in the world today. We have decided to sit back and wait for God. God is sitting back waiting for you. He is waiting for us to stand up and say, here I am, Lord, use me. You know, I get upset when we sing these songs in the church. Here I am, Lord, take me and use me. And the Lord says, listen, go out there and sort something and not me, Lord. Send somebody else. Today, do you honestly feel like you have everything that Jesus gave his life for? Can you honestly say here, sitting here today, that you have what Jesus came and died for? Do you have what he gave his life? He gave up heaven and came here so you could have this wonderful, abundant life. Are you having it at the moment? Majority of the people are living in fear. Fear is not from God. Fear is from Satan. Fear is the opposite of faith. And, we, and many people don't have that. Well, I don't have that life, family. I've declared war. Satan and his demons, I'm waiting for them. God's power, we're going to declare war on all of them. John 10.10 tells us, Jesus said to them, The thief does not come except to steal, to kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life, and that they may have it more abundantly. Are you having an abundant life? John 16.33, in the New King James, These things have I spoken unto you, that in me you have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. And further in the Bible, we read that Satan goes around this world like a lion. He's trying to copy God. I believe God wants us to be lions. Sorry, lambs. I'm a lion. I'm going to go around and I'm going to bite that. We, we had a teaching here once about the lion and the kitten. I ain't a kitten. I'm a lion. I was in the army. The, off the army, I was in the police, and I was taught to fight for what I want. Family, you have to get off your um, blessed assurance, and you have to start fighting. We have to read the word of God and believe it's true. What are we doing about this? We see trouble everywhere. There's earthquakes, floods, tsunamis. There's the, the sea, was, was wild seas along our coasts that were taking away towns the other day down the Cape. And, and, and we look at these things and say, oh, Lord, Lord, with fear. It's the devil. And he's given us fear. And when you're in fear, you have no faith. Family, he's destroying you. And we look at this and we look at the news and we think, well, there's bad things happening. There is bad things happening. But there's better things happening. And, and, and uh, don't uh, get me wrong, I'm going to give you the answer just now. I'll give you the answer. I've got to stir you up first. All right. What is the church doing about all of this? And the church is not Christian family church. You are the church. Not the Apostle Theo and, and, and Dr. Bev and a few other pastors, a prof, a prof, uh, apostles, prophets, teachers, evangelists. You have the authority. Jesus said, in my name, you, he or she who believes in me, if you believe in Jesus, 
the things I do shall do and greater. We have to start fighting for this country, family, for this earth. We have all authority, and we are sitting back waiting for God to do something. Some of us actually sit back expecting to see fire and brimstone coming down from heaven and, and, and start destroying the works of the devil and even Satan himself. It can happen, but only when the church starts to pray and arms themselves. Now I'll come to that also. I'm not saying go all go out and buy nine mills. You'll have a problem getting licenses, but let's see how we're going to arm ourselves. <laughs> we actually challenge God, you know that? We challenge God, we insult Him by asking. We ask God, how can you allow this to happen, Lord? How can you allow this to happen in my life? He didn't allow it to happen. You did. We're allowing this to happen. For Am I, if I'm being controversial, please don't throw me off. All right. Don't stop my clock. Friends, God is not in control of what's happening in this world. He said whatever we speak in his presence, that he will do. Whatever we ask or pray for believing, he will do that. If you're not asking, you're not getting. If you're not praying, you're not going to receive. Luke 10, 19, in the New Living Translation, he said, Look, I've given you authority over all the power of the enemy. And can we go back to that dictionary? What does all mean? All means all. The, the enemy is powerless. You can walk among the snakes and scorpions and crush them. Nothing, again, nothing means nothing, will injure you. Family, we've got to start standing up and being counted. I'm tired of hearing Christians being the lower class people and the people that don't know God are living high up. We have to change. We have to be the difference. I think somebody brought some statistics on earlier on somewhere, or maybe it was yesterday. The statistics, how many Christians there are in the world. We outnumber the non-Christians. But they say what's going to happen in our lives. We need government that fears God. We need, we need government that has got people in parliament that can do things for, the, for God. Not for you and I, for God. Because that's their duty. Because actual fact, in the Bible, God said that he placed all authority. They therefore should be listening to God. And how will they listen? Unless we pray. But what is happening is we are so still. You know what? Where they say, we don't stir the water. Because you'll make waves. We need to make waves. I come from Durban. We used to surf in Durban. There's waves. And without waves, you can't succeed. So we need to get the waves going, family. He's given the power to the church, you and I. And we need to start using that power. You know, if you give somebody something, I was watching in the rugby last night. You use the ball or you lose it. If you don't use the power, you lose it. Somebody else will get it. He'll take it from you and he'll give it to somebody else. So we've got to wake up. My message today is for you guys to wake up. I mean, this year I decided I was going to preach a wake-up message. So we're waking up. <laughs> Hosea 4 verse 6 tells us in the New, New International Version, my people are destroyed from lack of, lack of knowledge. I do believe that the 90%, or, no, 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 sorry, I'm not going to give figures. Majority of Christians don't understand the authority they have. 
It's a lack of knowledge. We don't know that we can say, Mr. Devil, get out of my home. Sickness, you cannot touch me. I'm a child of God. The blood of God, Jesus Christ, flows through my veins. How can sickness come into my body? We don't understand that. He said you can rebuke the devourer and he has to flee. But we sit in poverty. Guys, we've got to stand up and start giving. You don't, and, and we get people to come to the church, pastor, I need you to pray for me, what's wrong? Well, you know, I've got a problem in my life. Well, what have you done about it? Well, I've come to you. You can, you, he or she who believes in me can do this. Start rebuking the devourer. Don't let him get into your life. And when that doesn't happen, you need somebody to stand in agreement with you and go to your pastor. Two or more, agree on anything in my name, that I will do. Some words I could say I'm not allowed to say here. We've got to wake up, family. I'm from, that's the lion's words. From the lions. Family, God is waiting for the church. We, the church, have to prepare for the battle. Do you know in the Old Testament, before every war was fought, God told them, prepare the army. Get them ready. Get them out of the beds. Put their boots on. Put the music guys in the front. I'm not, in the mus I'm not a musician. Put the music guys in the front and go to battle. I will fight the battle. When they came over the hill, the people were dead. If you don't get up and go, you will never succeed. Throughout the Bible, God said, you take the first step. Every battle requires preparation. We have to defend this land. We've got to prepare for battle. God is not going to move until the church is ready for battle. We have to arm ourselves now with the weapons of warfare and prepare to fight for the land and godly principles that he has trusted us to defend. He said, you take dominion. You have authority over the land. And I think he would be a liar if he now started doing things on this earth. He gave it to us. So he can't interfere. You know, when you're a boss and you, and you delegate somebody to do something, you don't interfere. You let them do it or mess it. Well, we're messing it, and he's just sitting there thinking, what have I done? I do believe God has a grieved heart when he looks down and sees what we're doing to the wonderful land he gave us, to the country he gave us. We've got to get the troops ready. Then heaven's armies would fight for us. When we stand up and say, Yeah, I am Lord, I'm ready for battle. Let's go to war. He'll say, Right, I'm with you. Let's just note something here, as I said about the musicians. Do you know that I, I tell everybody I prefer praise and worship even to the word of God, to, to preaching? Because every battle was preceded by praise and worship. When we praise God and worship God, I believe He listens. We're going to do praise and worship. That's why the band must go ahead of the army. So, sorry, musicians. <laughs> God did not say, leave this alone. I've got this. Take a day off. Just sleep in tomorrow morning. I'll sort this country out. No, he said, get up and do something. You know, in the old time, we had an old time hero back in my day. His name was John Wayne. And his saying was, which has never been forgotten, when the going gets tough, the tough get going. When the going gets tough, the tough get going. It's not time for Christians to be weak. 
that we Christians, we need to declare, let the weak be strong in the name of Jesus. Because the weak people, you know, are always bullied at school and wherever. The weak are bullied now because the devil runs around like a, like a roaring lion. And where he sees the little kittens, he will attack. But where he sees the lions, he's very wary. By faith in God, we are winners. Now I want to tell you, what is faith? Faith is taking the first step before God reveals the second step. You're going to take the first step, then he says, okay, next step. Then he says, okay, go left, go right. But if you're not prepared to take the first step, he ain't going to do a thing. I read a book by Mark Batterson, Batterson, not Patterson, Batterson. It's called Chase the Lion, and he quotes the following. Now, this is faith. He says, faith is climbing out on a branch, cutting it off, and watching the tree fall. That's faith, brother, sister. We need that kind of faith right now. And gratitude is thanking God after he has done it. Again, I want to remind you, I've got my notes here, so I want to just get back to where I am. The devil is not a roaring lion. I love that thing. I think it was about four years ago where we had the, the lion and the kitten. And the kitten is that size compared to the lion. Family, we are lions. We are lions, and we will protect the lamb, but we are lions. The Bible does say that the lion will lie with the lamb. Amen? All right, so thank you, Lord. Another thing is when Satan reminds you of your past. And this is a big thing with people. You know, unforgiveness is the biggest thing and problem in our lives. God cannot do anything in your life if you're holding unforgiveness. But you don't know what they did to me, Pastor. I don't care what they did to you. Unforgiveness, you will never succeed. God forgave us so we can never get anywhere without forgiveness. We have to forgive, and we have to ask for forgiveness. It's time we all started doing that. And then I believe God will hear us. We have to fight back with the words of faith. Satan, you're a defe defeated foe. I like the defeated part, you know. What that means is he's under our feet. He's defeated. We trample on him. All right. Hallelujah. It's time for the Christians to stand up, prepare ourselves for the greatest battle of our time, and take back what the devil has stolen, and take possession of what belongs to us. It's like somebody giving you a house, and you don't go and live in it because somebody else is there. You're going to go and kick them out. Get out of my house. You come out of the shopping center and some dude sitting in your motor car. Where did you drive over? You kind of tell them to get out of it. Well, no, that's okay. Just let them take it. I know Christians that do that. It's all right. Oh, shame. Let them have it. All right. Now I've come to the point. What do you do? What are we going to do about this? Ephesians 6 verses 13 to 18 tells us how to overcome this, God's way, not my way. Therefore, put on every piece of God's armor so you will be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. Then after the battle, you will be standing firm. Stand your ground, putting on the belt of truth and the body of armor of God's righteousness. 
for shoes, put on the peace that comes from the good news so that you'll be fully prepared. In addition to all these, hold up the shield of faith to stop the fiery arrows of the devil. That's the evil one. 17, put on salvation as your helmet and take the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. The sword of Spirit, which is the Word of God. He says it's the sword. We've got to fight this demon. Amen? So pray in the Spirit at all times and on every occasion. Stay alert and be persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. Family of God, prayer is important. Prayer, prayer is not the second part. Prayer is the first part. Then we pick up the shield, and then we pick up the sword. Or maybe it should be the other way. Let's pick up the sword, read the word of God, understand it so you know what you're praying for, and then we are going into battle. As I said earlier on, some of us stand in church and we sing, here I am, Lord, take me and use me, Lord. And we don't mean it. Because when, when times come and times get tough and with time to stand up and do something, we ask somebody else to do it. When your family is in trouble, that adrenaline pumps, you get up and do something. Well, I hope and pray that God's adrenaline will start pumping in you now because the country's in trouble. The world is in trouble and they need Christians. In actual fact, they need God-fearing people that are prepared to stand up and say, I don't care who you are, I'm standing my ground. I am standing on the word of God. I believe it might be true. Where are the John Waynes of this world? Do we still have any? When the going gets tough, the tough gets, gets going. Are you ready to fight the good fight? That's my question here today. Are you ready? I've got two amens. Man. Hallelujah. Because two have got a problem. One will put a thousand to flight, two will put ten thousand to flight, three. I haven't done the calculation further than that. One day I will. So if one thousand of us put get together, we can put millions to flight. And we are talking about the devil's children. Amen. It's time we got down on our knees in the trenches and cry to God to save this world. Yeah, God gives us comfort in his word. In 2 Chronicles 7, 14, he tells us, then, then, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sins and I will restore and heal their land. Family, God tells us there, we got to start turning from our wicked ways and pray and seek his face. And then he will heal our land. He's talking about my people, which you are and I. He's not talking about the apostles and pastors and teachers, etc. He wants everybody to pray. But the main thing here is he says, turn from our wicked ways. Turn from our wicked ways. And we all know what we're doing wrong in our lives. And some of us don't want to turn. But I want to tell you something. If you turn from your wicked ways, the life... What God can give you is far better than anything that the devil can even think of. Living in sin and living in the way of the devil is no good. It's the devil's way. So it's up to us, family. Are we praying and believing in the promises of God? 
Thank you. Thank you. All right. Then I want you to boldly declare and believe as we say this confession together. And I'm going to, I've got a few minutes left. Can I finish earlier? Okay. I want you to stand. You know, we've got to watch this clock. I want you to stand. I want you to confess this with me. And if you don't mean it, please sit. Amen. I'm watching. Pastor, watch. I want to declare this. Let's say this all together. Here I am, Lord. Ready to do battle. Use me as an instrument of your love to make a difference and be a world changer. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Have your seats. Thank you for joining us during this episode of Living Life with Dr. Theo and Bev Volmerantz. We hope that through this inspired teaching, you had an encounter with God. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of Apostle Theo and Dr. Bev Volmerantz and would like to enjoy more resources, we hope you will visit our website at www.christianfamilychurch.co.za or for our American listeners, www.christianfamilychurchsa.com. Thank you.